What up, you cool cats and kittens? No, I'm just kidding. Hey, again, this is Josh. We're going to get into part two here of genetic uh, modes of inheritance, specifically the sex-linked or X-linked uh, modes of inheritance. Um, if you're not familiar with this podcast, hopefully you've listened to our earlier episodes. This is going to be episode number 20, I believe, um, and we're going to be talking about sex-linked inheritance. So let's get right into it, okay? So let's start with X-linked recessive, okay? Um X-linked recessive, this is going to be uh, basically coming right from the mom, the X chromosome, and males must receive defective gene from their carrier mother, okay? So mom has two X chromosomes, right? This is X-linked recessive. If you remember from autosomal recessive, if mom, ha if mom had a, um, a normal uh, allele and then a diseased allele, she wouldn't show any symptoms. And that's exactly what hap is happening here with the X-linked recessive disease, okay? Mom has two Xs. One is normal, one isn't. She's passing on her abnormal one, right? And then the dad, this is the interesting part, males carry an X and Y chromosome. So if dad is a affected carrier of an X recessive allele, right? And mom passes on her um, uh, recessive X allele that is, um, uh, you know, diseased, then they're basically going to have a, um, a little X, little X, right? And that's going to be a female, right? That has the phenotype and that's going to be a diseased female, okay? So now I want you to imagine a pedigree where the mother is a um, is not a carrier of any diseased uh, alleles. Okay, she has big X, big X, but the father is an affected male. Okay, he has little X, Y. That's his that's his genetic makeup. When they have offspring, the mom is going to give a normal X, and the dad is going to give a little X to the for little for baby girls. And for baby boys, mom is going to make them unaffected. The boys are not going to be affected in this case, okay? But, so it skips a generation, right? They're, all of the generations, the females are just carriers, and then the males uh, do not carry the diseased allele. But when those uh, females of that family generation procreate, right, they're carriers. And since the dad is only able to give one Y chromosome, right, so when the, the females procreate, they have big X, little X. The dad has big X, Y. So when the dad passes on his Y chromosome, there's going to be a 50% chance that um, the uh, carrier, carrier mother's sons end up having the disease. Does that make sense? Think about that again, okay? And in, in, in our first generation, the dad was a carrier of, the, of a diseased recessive X chromosome, okay? When they procreated, all of the boys got a Y chromosome from dad and a healthy X chromosome from mom. The mom carried two healthy X chromosomes. But the daughters, right, got a healthy X chromosome from mom and then a diseased X chromosome from dad. So all the daughters were car carriers now. They have a healthy and a diseased X chromosome. When they procreate, the daughter is going to be able to pass on either a healthy X chromosome or a diseased X chromosome. And then the dad is either going to pass on a healthy X chromosome or a disease or, a, or just a normal Y chromosome, right? So when it passes on a Y chromosome, when the dad passes on his Y chromosome to the sons, the sons have a 50% chance of getting either the healthy or the diseased one. So the sons are going to have a 50% chance 
of having these, this basically X-linked recessive disease because they only get one X and it'll be a diseased one. But the daughters are going to get a healthy X and then uh, either way. So they're not going to display. They'll either be carriers or they'll, or they'll actually be uh, two healthy X chromosomes um, and no longer be carriers. But the point is, is that it skips a generation, okay? So this, uh, so the idea here also is male-to-male -male trans, uh, transmission is not allowed, and the disease passes through carrier daughters. Hopefully, you, hopefully that uh, makes sense, right? We were talking about this earlier, where basically the diseased dad, right, the, the first-generation dad, he has a diseased X and a big Y, and the mom has healthy X, healthy X. The daughters are going to get healthy X from mom and a diseased X from dad, so the daughters are going to be carriers. They're not going to display a disease phenotype because the disease phenotype is X-linked recessive, but they'll be carriers and they'll pass it on to the males of the following generation, the third generation, okay? So hopefully this makes sense. This, uh, the pathology of most of the X-linked recessive diseases are enzymatic, similar to autosomal recessive. However, they usually present um, in puberty because there's just less less uh, genes associated with the X chromosome. Other notes that I just want to mention is that only one defective copy is necessary for disease in males. I tried to hit that home um, during my descriptions, and that's because males are hemizygous for X chromosomes. They literally only get one X chromosome. And then females, I, I, I mentioned this in my first description, but basically they need two defective copies. Mom, um, has to be a heterozygous for this X chromosome and dad has to be affected and then only through this will the daughter actually display the disease phenotype but there's also another way of this happening which is called these things called bar bodies where so like uh, women have two X chromosomes right so one of the X chromosomes actually gets turned off because they just don't need it and that's called a bar body so if you actually turn off the healthy X chromosome and you are uh, heterozygous for the disease allele you'll make diseased X chromosome and this will actually uh, if they had an X-linked recessive disease this will actually make it appear and, but usually it's, it's a lot more mild um, than affected males because they do have this other like um, functioning X chromosome and they might have um, you know, uh, some of their somatic cell bodies might uh, have bar bodies that are actually the um, inactivated diseased X phenotypes. So I don't want to confuse you too much on this. These are just notes to be aware of, okay? Some examples of X-linked recessive diseases are hemophilia A and B. This is high yield. You should learn about this. You should remember that hemophilia A and B are X-linked. Menke's disease is X-linked recessive. Duchenne muscular dystrophy is X-linked recessive. Leash-Nighthand syndrome is X-linked uh, recessive. Big thing here is finger biting. If you have heard, you'll, you'll hear this is high yield. Anybody that's like self-mutilation, uh, can't control this, mental, dis, uh, uh, mental disability, Leash-Nighthand syndrome should be like going off in your head. Um, ornithine, transcarbomylase, deficiency, and red-green color blindness. These are X-linked uh, uh, diseases, X-linked recessive specifically. I just want to list them just so you're aware. We'll go through. Uh, there's actually ways to like memorize this. You do have to have this memorized for the exam. It's high yield. It's easy points. Let's get it. Okay. The next one I want to talk about is X-linked dominant, right? So male and females are affected by this at equal frequencies, right? Because 
if, um, first of all, like, let's just talk about this straight up. Let's imagine a, a mom who is X-linked dominant for this. So let's say she has the X-linked dominant allele for the disease phenotype, and then she has the uh, small X that's healthy, okay? Well, and then the dad is not um, not affected, right? So the dad is going to have, like, a normal healthy X uh, chromosome and then the Y chromosome. So when they procreate, Mom has a 50% chance of passing on this X-linked disease, uh, this uh, this X chromosome that's diseased, and Dad has is going to pass on a healthy one. So 50% of their offspring, right? 50% of their offspring are going to get this X-linked dominant from Mom because males get 50% and females get 50%, right? So that 50% of them. Um, for X-linked dominant, male and females are at equal frequency for this. It doesn't skip generations. Just like autosomal dominant diseases don't skip um, generations, X-linked dominant diseases don't skip generations. And it's only and if the, and this is where like why I was trying to mention another thing in the previous the first episode in part one of this. I'm sorry, in part one of this, I was trying to talk about how like just because somebody died early but didn't show any disease, like doesn't necessarily mean that they weren't like carriers of the disease state and that's what exactly what happens here is like if they die early or there's reduced penetrance of this disease it, it's it could it could make you think that this isn't x-linked dominant right but that's really tricky that can be a difficult pedigree to figure out so there you go so females affected fathers are always affected okay and that makes sense right like females get their X-link from uh, from mom, but they also get one X chromosome from dad. And if dad only has one X chromosome to give, and that one is a dominant diseased X chromosome, all of the females uh, that um, uh, uh, basically are offspring from that affected father are going to be affected, okay? This usually, just like autosomal dominant, affects structural genes, uh, uh, structural genes, and it usually presents after puberty. Some examples of this, and this is actually high yield, there's only three um, that you need to be aware of. There's Alport syndrome, Fragile X syndrome, and hypophosphatemic rickets. These are all X-linked dominant. Um, there's only three of them. It's testable. You wanna keep those in mind. Uh, come test day, we'll talk about ways to memorize this, okay. The final thing we're gonna talk about is mitochondrial inheritance, okay. Um, Males and females are affected at equal frequencies from here, and the thing that you need to understand is how mitochondria are passed from generation to generation. Mitochondria come from your mom. Um, when the sperm enters the egg, it leaves its mitochondria behind, actually, and the only thing that goes in is like its chromosomes. So all of the mitochondria in your body come directly from your mom. So the ways you need to understand this is it doesn't skip any generations because um, uh, it doesn't skip uh, generations unless it's uh, an affected male, okay? If an affected male uh, is trying to pro uh, procreate, right, it, with an unaffected female, well, the female, the unaffected female is not going to pass on any diseased mitochondria, so their offspring will, so that couple's offspring will not be diseased, but affected females always pass on the um, disease to all of their children, okay? Hopefully that made sense. So uh, basically like a big one is this, this is gonna like your mitochondria are the powerhouse of the cell. So if you have issues uh, with mitochondrial diseases, most of these are gonna be in the electron transport uh, chain and oxidative phosphorylation process. 
this is like cells that have like a ton of ATP needs are going to be like your skeletal muscle and your brain. So you get these horrible neuropathies and myopathies. Um, one of them that is like, has been like, it's sort of high yield. If you ever are shown a slide and it has like these red fibers all over it, this is called myoclonic epilepsy with ragged red uh, muscle fibers. This is high yield to know um, this was actually on my step exam. Funny enough, it was literally a slide of this and it asked you what kind of, uh, like disease pathology this was. And this was mitochondrial, uh, disease, uh, inheritance basically. Okay. So the big thing here with mitochondrial disease inheritance is all of the, um, all of the, um, for multiple gen, they'll show you a pedigree where, Basically, the females are um, all affected, and when the females who are affected procreate, all their children are affected. This is mitochondrial inheritance, okay? There can be variable expression due to heteroplasmy, right? Like a small percentage of the mitochondria within a cell um, are affected, and this can lead to variable severity, right? Because like the, that egg ovum is going to have tons of different mitochondria. Some of them might be diseased. Others might not, and when they split, those mitochondria are going to split as well. So you can have like some hetero variable expression due to heteroplasmy. I, I talked about heteroplasmy in part one. Um, so hopefully this one made sense. Um, some examples of this, like I said, are myoclonic epilepsy with ragged red fibers, but there's also Lieber hereditary optic neuropathy. And then MELOS, which stands for mitochondrial encephalomyopathy, lactic acidosis, and then stroke-like episodes, MELOS. M, mitochondrial, E, encephalomyopathy, L for lactic, A for acidosis, and then S for stroke-like episodes, MELOS, okay? If you ever see that combination, you should be thinking this is a mitochondrial process um, or a mitochondrial inheritance disease process, okay? So that was a lot, and you can, you can potentially get lost in the sauce here. You need to go and, like, do practice problems on this, you just got to get comfortable with like your own method, but I'm going to talk to you about the algorithm that you can use. Okay. That, um, I actually found online. This isn't mine. So I just don't, I don't want you to think I came up with this, but this has been really helpful when I'm attacking problems for how I get them right. So the first question I ask myself is does the, does offspring with disease have a parent with disease? Okay. Does off. So I go to the very bottom of the pedigree and I look and I say, okay, out of this whole, out of all these offspring, do any of the parents have the disease? If no, this is recessive automatically, right? Somehow this disease came in, maybe it's a de novo mutation, but this is a pedigree thing. They're thinking that this is uh, recessive. It can skip generations. So then I ask myself, okay, the parents don't have the disease, the offspring do. Do just the males have the disease? If just the males have the disease, this is an X-linked recessive disease, we're done, okay? If no, if males and females have it, this is an autosomal recessive disease, okay? There are exceptions to these rules, but on exam day, I, I want you to work within your best judgment, okay? So again, let's go through that algorithm. Does it skip generations? If yes, is it mostly in males? If yes, this is X-linked recessive. If not, it's autosomal recessive, okay? Let's say it doesn't skip generations, okay? If yes, if it's not skipping generations, it's in the offspring, it's in the parents, everybody's getting diseased, this most likely is dominant, okay? This is dominant. So next up, you have to ask yourself, is there male-to-male -male transmission going, okay? Right, we talked about how in the autosomal dominant, 
um, everybody can get it, equal parts, male, female. So if the parents, there's not skipping generations and it's going from male to male, right? This is autosomal dominant. But if not, then you have to ask, do the daughters of the affected male have the disease, okay? Do the daughters of the affected male have the disease, okay? If yes, this is X-linked dominant, right? We, we talked about this. We talked about how affected males pass on their X chromosome to all of the daughters, right? And if the X-linked, if it's X-linked dominant, that X chromosome is going to give a diseased phenotype. So therefore, it's going to be X-linked dominant if the if affected males are, are passing it on to their daughters. If not, this is mitochondrial, right? So mitochondrial, if uh, uh, affected males are not passing it on to their daughters, we know, or or sons, we know this because all of the in in the in the um, um, we know this because all of the mitochondria come from the ovum; they don't come from the sperm. So then you can assume that it's mitochondrial. This is a general. Uh, inheritance algorithm is what it's called, but like you can come up with your own, whatever works for you. Um, you'll never go wrong using this one. So anyways, that's what I got for you. Um, next up, we're going to be going over uh, chromosomal structure. We're going to go over some, uh, and we're going to start getting into like some diseases here coming up. But um, anyways, looking forward to it. Hope you've enjoyed this episode. We'll see you in the next one. Um, I think it's going to be episode number, I believe episode 21, uh, chromosomal structure.